Good morning, good afternoon, guys. Welcome back to another Geek Tavern. As always, it's me, Sean. I'm joined by Mike. Hello. And Aaron. Guten Tag. And today we are going to be reviewing Aaron's recommendation this week, which is Georgetown. came out in 2019. So we'll have spoilers for that movie. Or 2021. We're not sure. Yeah, I think this was a pandemic movie. Like, it, uh, finished, it finished shooting and was... 2017. It was supposed to... Yeah, it was supposed to be released in 2019, but then got pushed back. And then it ended up getting pushed the whole way back to last year because of the and pandemic. And then it just got pushed the whole way onto stream <laughs> services. It just got pushed entirely onto Prime where anyone can watch it now well it's currently on paramount plus so it's where i watch it. oh okay all right we watch it on or watch never mind <laughs> but, but yes strictly streaming yes um so i came across this movie <laughs> while i was going through prime and i saw that christoph waltz was in it and i was like oh i was like cool i was like i like christoph waltz i like all of his movies so i like watched the trailer for it and the movie uh, re revolves around Ulrich Mott, who is a spoilers glorified con man, who literally just He's just a pathological liar. Yes, yeah, yeah, he, and yeah. he kind of like buys into his own bullshit. Yeah, half the time. But he, but he also, like they also, the story takes place over the course of like twenty years. Well, that and it takes place in DC where. Basically, all of the pathological wires, not because it's political, you know, but like all the high rollers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He he basically tries to blend in. <clears throat> right. And so, I, he so does, they all believe his bullshit yeah. because they're all full of it, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, he basically gets in contact with the right people and slaps their name onto whatever he needs and then will hold these. Uh, conferences and stuff like that and uh, speaking uh, like he'll have speakers come in and whatever and like he'll pretend that he did this like thing when actually he, he didn't. Right. Um, what he does is basically use his wife who's what 20 30 years older than him. Yeah. She's like a famous she, she, she's a very well renowned author. Yeah. Journalist. Uh, yeah. And uh, he basically gets in with her and uses her money to finance his grift of uh, playing all these political people into his bullshit, which doesn't actually exist. But he covers his track so well by putting this person's name in this conversation and vice versa in order to create a system of deniable plausibility uh so that nobody actually looks into the bullshit that he's trying to do mm -hmm. um but uh i think that the character started off with good intentions when he came to america at the at the beginning when he's like a tour guide and stuff like that i think that he had good intentions and then realized he was never going to actually uh get through that way and i think that because we don't actually get to see whether he was actually studying, right. which, which I think is probably another lie. Yeah, he's probably uh, a liar. <laughs> but I mean, he he knew what he wanted to do, but also didn't know how to do it. 
So he just basically grifted his entire career while in DC. Um, and then, so the plot thickens when his wife is found dead and uh, he has everything to gain from her death. Uh, so he becomes suspect number one. And uh, spoilers, he did it. <laughs> uh, but the, the movie is basically about the the unraveling of his whole tapestry of bullshit that he's woven through the last 30 years. Uh, well, 20 years. Um, but it's interesting to see because when you meet the character, you, you know that he and the wife have issues. Clearly, like any married couple have issues. They fight, they bicker. But it starts to take a turn when he disappears for two years and then uh they uh he he sends communiques back and forth that are intercepted by the cia and he sends them directly to the cia yeah uh telling them what's happening and it's just by sheer coincidence that he knows this inside information something like all of it's, it's bullshit fake, yeah. yeah it's all fake but the events that are transpiring in the iraq war where he's pretending to be stationed at is like they're winning but he's propagating this whole story around it hmm. and pretending that he's this brigadier general and blah 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 which is the opening shot of the movie is uh, the camera pans up to him in uniform, and then there's a brigade of soldiers in front of him that he's command commanding. Um, and he wears that uniform all over. I don't know where the fuck he actually got the uniform, but <laughs> who knows? But he he starts to like wear the medals, and then like people are starting to call him out on it, and they're like, oh, they're like, I don't recognize any of those uh, military achievements, and he's like, oh, they're. Uh, Never mind. Like he'll just like play it off. Like at one point he's talking to one guy. He wears an eye patch, and then the guy later asks him. He's like, "I thought when we met, you had an eye patch." And he's like, "No, I don't think so." Like it's, and then everybody just laughs it off, like like it was nothing. But he slips up, and his wife like starts to take notice of the things that he lies about. And then of course at the end of the movie, she finds out through tax documents that come in where he was working for that entire two years. Hmm. And then she calls him out on it and tells him that he was just a hotel clerk. And then, um, what's the, I, I forget what the catalyst is that drives him to actually kill her. Uh, basically he's just, that's the, the confrontation is like, because he sneaks off to have an affair with somebody, and then he comes back, and she's, like, totally not buying it. And he's like, I'm, I'm a great man, I've done great things, and she just calls him on his bullshit. And he's like, you're a hotel clerk on a shitty whatever. And basically he realizes, like, well, at this point, because of his lie was so successful, like, his bullshitting that he was, like, an actual mediator for the Iraqis and the Americans in the Iraq War... Like, somehow it managed to work out in his favor. He actually has, like, some standing in a political sphere in Washington, D.C. Yeah, because they think that he was the one yeah. who actually established this 
so he i think the motivator is just like well she knows that i'm lying so she i won't let her tell anybody yeah. that i'm lying yeah and he probably thought that he's just such a good liar because of how well it's worked out for him in the past that he'd be able to lie himself out of being the main suspect in right. the killing of his wife but like it, it's interesting to me and I, I mentioned this to you the other day. It's interesting. The most interesting thing to me is how, the lengths that his character goes to to like further unravel this, but also like because they talk about his military service. They're like, "Oh, it says you had military service. Why didn't you mention that?" And he's like, "Oh, he's like, it didn't seem like it was something that needed to be said." Or... Yeah, yeah. He, I, why am I? Why do I have to do your due diligence yeah. for you or whatever yeah, <laughs> to his lawyers? Yeah, and then and then they say something to to him uh, regarding the case, so that he's like, "Go talk to this guy. He'll explain everything." And then they get the, that's where they find all the communiques and everything. But then they're like trying to further the case to win it for him, and then he's like, "I'm gonna defend myself." <laughs> and I mean, he he tries so hard, but ultimately digs his own grave. He, yeah, what I think how I interpreted that scene is like they're prying, and they're like, "Okay, you didn't kill your wife. You say you didn't kill your wife." You think you know who did. Tell us who it is, who you think killed them. And then we can, you know, start working case from that perspective. And I think what he was trying to imply was that, like, an Iraqi, like, extremist or something broke into his house and killed his wife. But he, because he could he, have literally just explained that. Yeah. And lied about yeah, it. Yeah, but then that's, like, the... I mean, now the war is over, but, like, at that point, it would have been just, like, reigniting an entire fucking thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, this is just another international incident that my lie is going to be responsible for. All these innocent lives are going to be lost because I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. I want to have gay sex. And, and, and that's another thing. Does this character actually grow a conscience at that point? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Because he... He goes on a hunger strike, essentially killing himself. I mean, I think that's how we're supposed to interpret it. Yeah, is that he dies. He dies uh, in in order to save his reputation. Where this is based loosely off of a real, like, um, Washington Post article Mm -hmm. that came out. About a guy who is currently serving a 50-year federal prison sentence. For killing his wife? Yes. Hmm. And apparently all this other shit that he claimed he did. Yeah, all, all, just this, like, loads and loads of lying and everything like that. Fake organizations like the dude was making in the film. Mm-hmm. The EPA EPG. or whatever. EPG. EPA. That's the... Eminent Persons Group. <laughs> yeah, what is... What... So it just goes to show you, kids, you can lie and get away with it to a point. <laughs> That's how self-made men are made. Yeah, yeah. I feel like <laughs> all the people in Washington are just way too busy doing more important shit. To actually they, stop yeah, and research. Yeah, they can't yeah. scrutinize, like, all the shit that he's saying. No, which is, like, that's what made, like, his character interesting is because he, he knew that, that they weren't going to look into it. And especially yeah. with the contacts and names that he had, like, what, he went and talked to um, George Soros. And then he went to what 
who did he stop while they were eating dinner? Uh, McNamara. Yeah, Robert McNamara. And he was like, and he mentioned George Soros. And he's like, yeah, he's like, pull up a chair. We'll talk. Like, shit that, like, you'd never, you yeah. would never, yeah. like, you would have to drop that name mm-hmm. for them to go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he knew what brand recognition to <laughs> he's collate. He's a loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a glorified con man. <laughs> But I mean, it is, and he, he plays the role well. Christoph Waltz always plays a villain well, like that. That's kind of his his shtick. Well, that's that's the interesting thing about the movie. It's it's not structured in a way where you like are clear that he's a villain. No, no. and th- and that's what I liked about it is it wasn't it wasn't set up right at the get go that he was the one who did it and everything like but towards the middle of the movie then you're like okay he definitely did it right (laughs) or had somebody else do it i was talking and that's the thing is that that scene where uh his wife confronts him and it's like you're a liar and it cuts to him like those previous conversations that we saw where he's like at the hotel i thought like obviously like you're supposed to think or at least i thought you're supposed to think that he's lying about everything. And then whenever, or maybe the film wants you to think that he isn't lying. And then whenever it shows you that it's supposed to be this huge bombshell that goes off. But I was like, he's clearly lying. He's clearly not in Iraq or anything. So whenever that scene happened, I was like, yeah, duh. I thought it would have been better. Obviously, it's based on true events. So they probably don't want to end the movie that way, but mm. I thought it would have been better if what he was saying was all real. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he was actually, like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit con artist. Like, obviously, he's lying. And then it ends up that it's actually true. Yeah. And that he was like, oh, well. Yeah, that no, been more no, interesting. No twist or anything. Yeah. Um, and this, I might add that this is also Christoph Waltz's directorial debut, this movie. Mm. Um, it was directed well. Yeah. Uh, it, it it was uh, it, it had a weird structure where it like followed um Ulrich Mott's life because it's like what the intern where he's an intern for some congress person yeah there's chapters yeah. to each and then he becomes the butler where he's basically a glorified servant for his wife and then the diplomat or yeah. whatever and then that's he whatever he's building his doing his shit and then yeah I don't know it it, it it was it was a case of non-linear storytelling as well. Yeah. Because it was like jumping back and forth between his flashbacks of him like living with his wife and his like ongoing trial that was happening. Which works because if if you really <laughs> take the events, it would be very short anyway, from her murder or death to trial and all that. Like it would be it would be too short. Like, it, I like how it's interspliced. Yeah. Because then you can fill more time for the movie. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Christoph Waltz is clearly the standout of the film. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think it might it'd be borderline unwatchable if he wasn't in it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> if it was anyone else other than Christoph Waltz, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah. But he, Christoph Waltz has that that power behind him as an actor that makes makes it entertaining to watch him do this. And actually, it might have been smarter for him to actually have somebody kill her. And actually, I'm, 
I'll tell you both right now. I thought that that's why he had the meeting. Mm. Oh, to like hire a hitman. Well, I knew that it was the guy. Oh, but when right. he said to him about being a soldier, I was like, "Has he used him to kill people in the past?" Like, because at that point, I don't know what like this character's gone to to right. accomplish his goals. But I like thought that he was meeting with him to be like, "Hey, I need you to do one job for me. I need you to go." And take her out. And then we can have all the sex we want. Yeah, like, and that's what I thought was going to happen, was, like, he was either going to contract him to do it, that way they could be together, or he was going to have him find somebody who would, because he couldn't tarnish his reputation. Which, honestly, would have made a better... Like, I understand his character and why he did what he did. But it would have been smarter, and that's where I thought the movie was taking us, was he was going to talk him into doing it. Or saying he was going to knock her off yeah. so that they could be together. It was also apparently still in the time where being gay was a very not accepted. Because his wife, I mean, she was like 100 years old, but was basically being like, Oh, you're running around with your sodomite friends. <laughs> and even he was like, we can continue our relationship, but we have to be even more discreet about it than before. Like, if anybody finds out, it's basically dirt that they can use on him or whatever, which... I don't know if it would be like that now, you know? To which then he was like, yeah, no, never yeah. mind. He's like, I'm, I don't want to have sex with you that bad. I mean, if, the, if it was around the time of the Iraq War, I, I guess it, it was still pretty... Yeah, like late 2000, like, early 2010s, probably. Yeah. is right around the area that it was. Yeah. The daughter is kind of a... She's not really even, like, a a character. No, not really. She's not even, like, in the movie for more than, like, five minutes. Yeah, she, like, sparks the antagonism between the two of them. And then she is a force of pressing the fact that he's a liar and that he should him. investigate yeah. and everything like that. But other than that, that's all she is. Yeah, there's nothing else that her character does. And then that one guy from... Uh, Kong Skull Island was in it. Yeah. He was the one. Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. Brooks. Hmm? Yeah, he was the one lawyer. In the... Yeah, until he started representing himself. Yeah. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. Yeah, he was Brooks. The music is, un... is forgettable. I don't remember any any of the music that was in it. It, it. It's Lorne Valve, and... The only thing that the only other thing that I know he did was uh, Terminator Genesis. Mm. Yeah. Well, he's got my seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like it too. I like the his rendition of the Terminator theme that he mm. did. Um, but yeah, the music was forgettable. In most of these dramatic movies, yeah. the music is a it's wallpaper. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nothing that you're really gonna pay too much attention to. It's literally background noise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I feel like <clears throat> I don't know. I really like the performances and everything. I feel like if it was a better script, I might have liked it more. But I don't know. It's kind of extremely dry. You yeah. have to be really in the mood for something like this. I think. I mean, I, I guess that's an opportune time. I didn't fucking finish the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Could he killed the wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I I couldn't do it. it. it's yeah, when we were watching it, I was like, 
This is a. This isn't even a slow burn. This is just kind of a. See, it, I thought it's when a I text, movie to watch. When I messaged you guys, I thought it was me that day, and then I I continued today. I'm like, no, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it me. No, it's yeah. The, like I said, the reason why I recommended this is because I love Christoph Waltz as an actor, and I was like, oh, it's his directorial debut. This movie has a decent score because I think on Prime it was three and a half stars out of four, five. five. See, see so I, I put, was like, well, it's decent, I guess. I like, put this movie in like a category where I say like people who like vote on Emmys and shit, like they would like it. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's an Oscar bait movie. Right, right. Yeah, it's Oscar bait movie, and it probably. I, I mean, I don't know if it's successful or not. It probably it probably would be in nomination for Best Actor. Hmm. Yeah, that's about it. But that's it. Or, or maybe... <laughs> it wouldn't be Best Screenplay. wouldn't be Best... Yeah, yeah there would is be it, nothing Is there a, a Best uh, Directorial Debut? <laughs> no. There, there's Best Director. Yeah. But I, don't, I, I, I still don't think it would have won yeah. for Best Director. Which, granted, it's his first movie directing. So, But I actually had to look up to see if he wrote it. And he didn't. He had nothing to do with the writing. Somebody oh, else did. wrote it. <laughs> so I think all he did was starred, directed, and produced. Yeah. So this, I guess this was a, well, obviously a passion project. <laughs> Christoph Waltz's, he just did not have the best screenwriter. Yeah. He, he didn't have the worst screenwriter either, because I've seen worstly written yeah, movies. Yeah, worst so I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely watchable, but like you guys said, you have to be in the mood. Yeah, you definitely have to get into the right mindset. You can't watch like John Wick and then turn this on just as like an easy Sunday movie. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe it, it in there lies my problem. Like, I started watching The Witcher this this weekend, so like. You're going from balls to the walls action. Like I'm coming from House of Dragon, going to the witch. Fantasy violence like... into this very gray <laughs> dra Drama. dramatization. Yeah. So I I apologize for not finishing it, but I, no, I just no, couldn't do it. No, I, I I don't blame you for not finishing it. <laughs> it's it like I said, it's very uh it's very bland. It is very blank. But I mean, you know, that's why we recommend. I mean, the story overall. We sometimes recommend movies that we've story. never seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what this is all about. We recommend yeah. something. Like sometimes I, we recommend something we've watched. Sometimes like, we recommend. You something. guys talking about <laughs> this <Jesus> story <laughs> <laughs> happens to somebody every episode. <laughs> um, you ever have that moment where your life flashes before <laughs> your eyes as you go back and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Like it's a good discussion piece. I like the the story is a good story. Oh, sorry. Like it's movies like this that let us dive into an actual actor mm -hmm. and a character because this is very much a character driven mm -hmm. thing. Versus because there's not there's not a lot of action. There's nothing really driving yeah. the story. This is more about the character and his journey and all the shit that he's done culminating to this one moment. Um, which, I, I mean, I, I guess that's what the structure of the movie was, was it was just, we had it happen, but then we had to go back and figure out. It, it, 
It's almost like Knives Out, except kind of, almost because I immediately you, got that. You have all the flashback, line. well, because you start off with the death, right? And then you have to figure out who did it. But then, like with Knives Out, there's the twist at the end. But we think that we already know what happened. But then there are other things that transpire. This more takes that he's still preaching innocence even though we all know damn well that he did it and it's just about the events leading up to him actually doing it now if this was suggested first i probably could have got into the story but having just done knives out and and having that uh murder thriller Mm -hmm. thing and be so good which that's what the trailer for this like preached to me is it was kind of going to be like a knives out thing because it was they told you in the trailer that the wife died and then he said to the daughter he's like i need to find the men who killed your mother Mm -hmm. so like and then they start showing all him schmoozing with these political people and everything and you're like okay somebody in power somebody got jealous or something wanted to knock her off like it makes you think that this is going to be a how do we figure out who did it and right. all this? But no, it's not a who done it. It's we know who done it. Yeah, Why see, you doing now, it? If I would have saw that trailer, I would have been so pissed. <laughs> well, and that's what led me to want to watch it because I was like, oh, this is neat. This is like a political thriller yeah. drama. Like this is going to be interesting. And then it completely flipped that narrative, which again was interesting because I was like, oh, change my expectations. But again, yeah. not the best movie like i said not the worst movie though yeah i mean christoph waltz is the the plus six out of ten. Oh, we're just jumping right in <laughs> i don't have anything else to say unless you do i mean if i allowed to write it i didn't finish it oh, yeah yeah i mean you, you feel free if you want to but you can you can abstain if you want to too. i'll second your six out of ten i mean i i don't know four out of ten because i i can understand why Somebody would enjoy it. I just couldn't finish it. Fair enough. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> well, that was our discussion of Georgetown. We have another recommendation coming from you, from you, for you, from me. <laughs> for you get to choose the next recommendation. <laughs> and I think uh, I'm going to choose something that's a little bit loftier a little bit a little bit lighter in tone than this and uh my recommendation for next episode is going to be the big lebowski i've never watched this thing oh, never through. Uh, i've never nope. seen um, i've watched like the first 10 minutes maybe 10 times but i've never actually made it through the whole i think i've seen the clip they're at like a bowling alley or some shit it, it, it's a bowling movie oh okay <laughs> see i didn't know that yeah <laughs> It's, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Kingpin and come back and you guys are talking about like John Goodman. I'll be like Bill Murray was great in this movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the third uh, Coen Brothers movie that I've recommended for the podcast. But you know what's saying? Uh, oh, brother, where are the yeah yeah? It's your third. You know this. So if you don't want to be spoiled for The Big Lebowski before next episode, make sure to watch it because we will be having a spoiler discussion about it. Thank you for watching or listening. I know we enjoyed having our talk. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And we will see you in the next one, guys. Should I rush the camera like Prince yeah. Balls did at the end? <laughs>